Hello and welcome back to Post-Traumatic Revelations. I am your host, Ofra Caraballo. And in today's episode, we are looking at the idea of love allergies. Now, this topic is born out of my observations over the past 15 or so years as a therapist almost four years as a professor and a good 36 plus, give or take, as a trauma survivor and a friend. So about 36 years of formal and informal, professional and personal experience and observations have finally called me to ask this question. Are we allergic to love? Do we have some kind of love allergy? Well, first, let's define love, or try to anyway. It's such a loaded word. Love, the word, the idea, can open hearts, and it can put up walls. What is love? What do we mean when we say, I love you? I love this car. I love this house. I love my job, my work, my friends. I love my partner. Or I love this pie. Or I love this song. What exactly do we mean? What does love mean? Well, if you look it up in a dictionary, you'll get words like deep affection, attraction to, desire, admiration, warm attachment. You'll see words like devotion or unselfish loyalty or concern or adoration. And the list goes on and on. And if you play tennis, love means holding your opponent to a score of zero. Well, to me, love means freedom and safety. It means the freedom to be me without fear or worry or apology. And It has taken many years to reach this definition, and it's still an ongoing project to be and stay in love with myself. So what does love mean to you? Love is so wonderful. What's the problem? Doesn't everyone want to be desired, admired, adored? Don't we all want to feel warmly attached to someone? 
Doesn't everyone want to be free to be who they really are, to feel safe and supported and nurtured without judgment or fear? But what's in the way? What keeps us from loving and letting ourselves be loved? Bringing me back to the question at hand. Are we allergic to love? Well, first, let's look at the meaning of allergy. What does it mean to be allergic to something? An allergy is a response by your immune system to some foreign element. It's when your body overreacts to things that don't typically affect other people. So something that's typically harmless can trigger an allergic response in some people. So when your body overreacts to a perceived threat, we are said to have an allergic reaction. And I say perceived because when the immune system is overreactive, often it's because it can't tell the difference between a real threat, like say legitimate poison, or a perceived threat like pollen. By the way, the immune system overreacts. And so what causes our immune system? A system designed to protect us What can cause our own bodies to seemingly turn against us? Well, stress is one thing. And unmanaged stress has been linked to increased sickness, like persistent colds and body aches and headaches and poor concentration and poor sleep and poor diet and fatigue or persistent tiredness. And now if you add to that a trauma history, well, now you've got a Long Island iced tea or some intense concoction of stress and a pretty reactive immune system. you happen to have a history of trauma, and most of us do, there's a pretty good chance you have some kind of allergy. In fact, many of the signs and symptoms of allergies or an overreactive immune system are Also, signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress, depression, and anxiety disorders. And, as we've discussed in previous episodes, 
Trauma is an event that overwhelms the mind and the body's ability to cope or manage the situation. So trauma is a horrible, disgusting surprise that can cause you to feel terrified, horrified, helpless, and hopeless. That means an intense feeling of disgust, an intense fear with no help and no hope of preventing this event from happening. These are the ingredients of a traumatic event. And once you've experienced it, you are changed forever. Trauma changes us on a chemical level. That includes the histamines in our bodies that respond to the environment to trigger the behaviors to try to protect us, i.e. our immune system. So trauma affects us on a chemical level, a mental level, an emotional level, a physical level. It affects us personally, professionally, and that means our immune systems, our thinking, and our feelings, and our behaviors change, right? Trauma leaves a mark. It leaves a hole that must be healed. Trauma is about the loss of our personal sense of wholeness, our personal sense of safety, right? And trauma is about the loss of something important, right? And the whole is relative to the importance that we place on the thing that was lost. So trauma is a wound that, if unhealed, will bleed into other parts of our lives. So again, back to the question at hand, do we have love allergies? And if you have been in a situation where you have felt abused or neglected or abandoned or betrayed, or if, even if you didn't think you were, but on a chemical level, your body has certain needs. And so if those needs are not met in a timely manner, there's a chemical response in the body. So that abuse and neglect isn't necessarily about intentional behaviors, but if those needs are not met in time, on a chemical level, the body experiences that and the level of stress chemically changes in the body. So this isn't about judgment of any one person or thing, but if the body isn't getting those fundamental basic needs met, there's a chemical response to that. And so that can affect how we think and how we feel and how we interact with the world. So 
if you've lost something or someone important to you, or if certain needs were not met, then you have traumas, right? Accidental punches still hurt. Stray bullets can still kill you. And so if you have not given yourself permission to heal, if those traumas have gone unhealed, unattended to, if you have unresolved grief, unresolved loss, unhealed wounds, then the short answer is yes. Yes, you have an overreaction to warm attachment and deep affection and unselfish loyalties. You have an aversion to feelings of adoration and just free disregard for order and consistency and safety. And it's not because we don't want these things. It's not that we don't want to feel loved and adored and safe and protected, but it's because we don't trust or believe that they are possible, right? Because trauma has distorted perceptions. It has broken trusts. It has violated the sense of safety and wholeness. And so what we consider associate with love and support and nurturing, those things have been broken. This broken sense of safety, broken sense of trust in the world. We don't see or feel or touch or smell or taste anything the way we did before trauma. So that post-traumatically we live and love guarded hypervigilance, sleeplessness, sadness, worry, fear, anger, suspicion, avoidance, isolation, and overreactive defensiveness can all become our new normal. We start saying things like, I would, but my depression won't let me. Or, I would, but my anxiety will start acting up. Or, I can't because I have PTSD. That kind of like when people say, I can't eat nuts, or I can't eat fruit, or I can't go to the park, or I have to avoid flowers, or I can't be around any animals. And depending on who you are and where you are in the world, 
any one of these can sound completely valid, real, or they can sound like complete ridiculousness, right? Bringing us back to those barriers of healing, good old judgment, guilt, and shame, right? That we are not here to judge anyone. No one has a right or the place to judge anyone. Every single one of us has an allergy to something that makes us feel threatened, that makes our immune system or our response system jump into overdrive, right? That when we feel threatened, our responses can range from anaphylactic shock to a panic or heart attack. Your personal experience, your personal perception, your personal chemical, psychological, emotional response is just that, personal. How you respond to life post-traumatically is directly related to your perception of your experience and your resources. Do you have permission to be traumatized? Do you have permission to be hurt? Do you have permission to tell your story? Do you have permission to heal? to cure allergies, depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress disorder, but we can manage our symptoms if we give ourselves permission to be healed, if we give ourselves permission to be the safe place that we seek, if we give ourselves permission to plant these seeds of love, hope, and healing. If we can give ourselves permission to practice self-care and start to create an internal sense of safety, then we can in time become the love that we seek. Be the safe person, the safe place that we seek. And while I'm not a doctor, many studies have shown that the remedies for an overreactive immune system and the treatments of anxiety, depression, PTSD, they overlap, right? That many of these remedies, these treatments include rest, getting good rest, relaxation, 
having some kind of exercise regimen, paying attention to our diet, some kind of stress management activity that is like meditation or art or dance or listening to music, but some kind of mindfulness and vitamin D. Well, my point here is that while we may all want to be safe and we want to be free and our bodies respond to love and warm affection in ways that can be healing, there's also a part of us that can act in ways that are off-putting and counterintuitive to the very things we need. So unhealed trauma can cause us to avoid, delay, or even destroy potentially healing and nurturing relationships. When you have a history of trauma, love, peace, safety, joy, freedom, trust, health, wealth, generosity, friendship, intimacy. When you have a sense, when you have a, a, a history of trauma, these things can feel threatening. They make us feel uneasy. They can feel more like a trick, right? That it's, you start questioning, what is it that you want from me? Or what's wrong with you that you're interested in me, that post-traumatic stress disorder includes hypervigilance, suspicion, and trauma survivors, trauma victims tend to pick situations apart looking for the danger and inadvertently creating the very thing that they fear. And so without permission to heal, vulnerability feels like weakness. Without permission to heal, anger feels like courage. And without permission to heal, prison and isolation can actually feel like safety. So I'm inviting you to examine this question for yourself. Do you have love allergies? If your answer is yes, or maybe you probably have some unhealed trauma and it may be time to consider starting some small changes toward post-traumatic stress order. Maybe making some choices and decisions that can move you to depressive order or anxiety order so that it's not ongoing disorder. Small changes like just adding one cup of water a day to your diet or taking a shower before you go to bed to just kind of wash off the stress of the day or taking a five minute or 10 minute walk or maybe just doing a little bit of stretching before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. But something small 
that you can do regularly, consistently. Maybe just going to bed half hour earlier or just going to bed at a regular consistent time each night. But something small, it doesn't have to be earth shaking, but something small that you can do consistently to build a sense of trust. Just something that you can do regularly, one apple a day or one apple Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but something that you can do consistently that will send the message to yourself, to your body, that you're worth the effort, that you are trustworthy. And in doing something small consistently, you can actually start building trust in yourself, right? That you can become the source of trust that can lead to healing. I want to thank you again for your time, your attention, and your permission. I wish you love, hope, and healing. And until next time, be well.